0: I thought it would be a really good opportunity with things being really fresh right now with some, uh, entering some new chapters, um, to talk about finding your voice even later in life, finding your voice and setting boundaries after healing, after healing has taken place or just in general, setting boundaries and sticking to them.
1: Yeah, which has been huge in my life lately, I feel. So I am so down for this subject.
0: Let's dive into it. Um, you mentioned something I feel like in one of your TikTok videos that you found your voice.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. You found your voice after all of these years. And how does it, first of all, how does it feel that you found your voice?
1: Uh, extremely empowering. I think that As somebody that grew up very shy and quiet and didn't want to disappoint or make anyone mad, I was oftentimes just the one to keep their mouth shut when I had a thought or a feeling. Um, And I think it took me a solid, I don't even want to say 30 years because I don't think it really happened when I turned 30. I think it happened within the last about six to eight months. So 31 full years. For me to feel as though it doesn't matter anymore what people think or their opinions or um, like I am finally at a point where I have not only found my voice, but I'm using it and it feels
0: it feels really fucking good. <laughs> when did you start to recognize that you were leaning into that and feeling more confident and, and speaking up and standing up for yourself? Uh,
1: I don't know. I think it started last year around this time. So about a year ago when I was first kind of coming out publicly to all of my family. And um, there was a lot of backlash and judgment. And I was still attending all of the normal family get togethers and even went on a family trip to Texas and surrounded myself with um, people that had never seen that side of me. And I noticed more and more myself saying certain things that I was like, Oh, holy shit. I actually said that out loud. Like I'll never forget a conversation that I sat down with my, my aunt. Um, and this was around Thanksgiving of last year. And I told her everything uh, that I was feeling and I did all of it right there in front of my ex-husband and, it was extremely uncomfortable (laughs) and I remember when I, I cried and when I was done it was awkward but I was really proud of myself for at least putting it out there and I didn't know how it was going to be received but she was extremely accepting and loving and um that was kind of the first time that I think I really took the initiative to be like you know what this is me and I'm just going to say it. And then I progressively just continued doing just that for the last year. And then my divorce started. And that was when I think I really kind of had to step up and it was either use your voice or you're going to get run all over because you're in a situation right now that you have to fight. And by fight, you're going to have to say what it is that you want to say and that
0: yeah i have loved watching you over the last year and and just seeing every time you um stand a little bit taller and hold your head up high and say what you feel and mean what you feel and you're just doing, I'm so proud of you. I've been telling you all the last couple of days, how proud I am of you. And I will continue telling you because I am, I'm so proud of you. And Mm -hmm. it it took me, um, it took me a while to find my, to find my voice as well. I think I want to say forties, but I'm sure there was, there were moments in my thirties, but when you're making, when you're taking a stance, like coming out, it is not just, um, A one-time ordeal it is over and over and over it can be every day if it if it turns into that and so Mm -hmm. that rolls into like boundaries and not only having a voice and speaking speaking your truth because it's your life It, it you know you're in control to have boundaries in place when people start to um, there's a couple of different categories. Like one are like energy suckers, people who kind of get the gist, maybe have seen some of your posts on TikTok or Instagram and stories. I mean, this is just, this goes for a lot of people you have, you have like the watchers, you know, they're not commenting, they're not saying much, but they're watching behind the scenes. And then every now and then they'll reach out and they'll want to know all of it more. More. Mm -hmm. How are you feeling? I hope everything's okay. I've been praying for you. All these different things. And how does that make you feel?
1: Oh, it irritates the shit
0: out of me. And I feel
1: like those are the people that watch harder than anybody else are the ones that they're watching for the wrong reasons. They're watching because, and it might not be all of them, but a lot of them are watching because they're bored in their own lives or they are not content in their own lives. Whichever one it may be, a lot of them are doing it because they're filling a void in their own life with what it is that the person they're watching is going through.
0: Yeah, or if they're not filling a void, they're avoiding working on themselves. Yes. They're avoiding looking in in the mirror and saying, what is it about my life I should be worried about? What should I be fixing? Um, Not knowing details, personal details of somebody else's life. and. So just setting boundaries. Um I sent you an article the other day. You did. And I actually ha- I have it pulled up because I was searching um for something that could communicate what I was trying to say around setting boundaries to protect your healing. And I found this article by Jessica Zimmerman and I absolutely love it, and I'm not going to go through and read every bit of it, but there's certain parts that stand out to me. Um, One thing that I've been stressing and talking about over this weekend is the need to sit down. And this doesn't have to happen like right in this moment today, but as we're entering a new year, a clean slate, we're starting over, we're working towards new goals, write down names of people in your life. And what are some boundaries? What are some and and this doesn't have to be like. Let me unless unless they are toxic or they are um, gaslighting you, manipulating you, what have you. They can be standard boundaries. They can be boundaries with your children and how often you're giving in and saying yes because of the mom guilt that we deal with every day of a child constantly asking for more, you know, materialistic things.
1: Yeah, well, I think that also boundaries come in a lot of levels too. Some of them have to be, sometimes you have to set some really, really hard boundaries and other times you just have to set some like internal boundaries that maybe never even have to be spoken, but you to yourself know, like even as simple as if a certain person that reaches out to you is a trigger to you, set a boundary that you're not going to respond. You don't have to respond to everybody. You don't have to give answers to every. And that's something that I Mm -hmm. absolutely had to teach myself in the last year was that when people, whether it was family or friends or, or whatever, would reach out to me asking me certain questions, whether those questions were way too invasive or not, I felt like it was my duty to reply to them. And if I didn't reply to them, I felt guilty or bad or like I was being mean almost and that is one thing that I have gotten, and I mean, some people are not a huge fan of it because I, I will leave someone unread if I am not ready to respond to them, if I am not sure of what I want to say or how I want to say it, or I need time to process my answer, I have finally gotten to a point where I'm like, you know what, they can wait mm-hmm. and that's okay. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. So whether it's physical, really hard boundaries where you have to sit them down and say, "This is not okay" and "That is not okay," and you need to find your place in my life, or if it's something that you tell yourself, "Hey, make these changes without saying a damn thing to this person," like wherever it lands on the on the spectrum, like there's there's a lot of, I don't know, boundaries can come in so many different forms, is what
0: I'm learning. So this one here that I'm going to read from this article is in the beginning, where it talks about uh there's also boundaries for people because you can have boundaries for yourself um you can have boundaries for other people so really sit back and ask yourself who is draining you sometimes it's the closest to you your mother your siblings a friend you've had since childhood one question i ask about my childhood friendship was if i met this person today would i choose to be friends with them if the answer is no, it doesn't mean I don't love them and I don't want them in my life. It just means maybe not as you don't want them in your life as frequently as you once did. Um there's a time and a season for every friendship. Don't hold on to the winter when the spring is blooming. I absolutely love that last sentence. Don't hold on to the winter when the spring is blooming. That is Oh my God, it's so rich. That's funny that you chose that sentence because when I was reading the article, that sentence stood out to me as well. Mm -hmm. Because everything is a season. There is a season for everything. And there are times when just because somebody's been in your life for 10 years, 20 years, a lifetime, a short time, doesn't necessarily mean you owe them anything. You can have boundaries. You can set good boundaries, That protect yourself, especially when you're healing and you're coming out and you're on a journey like you are. Um, It is very, very important to protect yourself. So, you know, another good boundary question for people is: ask yourself who initiates the time together. If it's always you, that's not a mutual relationship. Um, You need people in your life who are just as excited to spend time with you as you are with them. Ask yourself how your body reacts. If you cringe when you see their name on your phone, it's a pretty good indicator that you need to create a boundary. Uh, Two groups of boundaries summarize two most important categories of our lives. What are my essential roles and what are my important relationships? Basically, who am I and who do I want around me? And... I often say, I can do anything, but I can't do everything. You really liked that sentence, too, because you repeated that back. I can do anything, but I can't do everything.
1: So if you scroll all the way down to the very bottom of the article, the author, who, by the way, I did a little bit of research. I absolutely adore her. She has twins like me, and I just immediately, not that that's like a, you know, end all be all, but like, there's something about us twin moms. Anyway. Um at the very end of the article, she kind of goes over a little bit about herself. And at the very, very end of that, she writes it down again. And the way that she writes it, did you find it? Can you read
0: it? The last sentence you just want me to read? Because when you stop trying to do everything, you can do anything.
1: Okay. Yes. And that, that was what I read that I was like, holy shit. Because as a mom of five, plus a daughter, plus a wife at the time, plus a, you know, you, you have these expectations that you set for yourselves to try to do all of the things all of the time and make everybody else happy. And you're not really doing anything for yourself because you're trying to do everything for everyone else. And so when I read it, I was like, oh my gosh, like once I stopped trying to do everything for everyone else, that was finally when I was like, actually capable of doing any fucking thing for myself. So that one- That hit me straight to the core.
0: (laughs) One thing I have noticed, too, with mothers, wives, um, when you do finally stand up for yourself, you find your voice and you set boundaries, all of a sudden, everybody who's been in your circle and watched you as a mother thinks all of a sudden you are... um, neglecting or not as focused on your family or not as available. It's like a big shocker when all of a sudden mom stands back up and says, oh, I remember I had a life once too. Not that you shouldn't be, you know, present and and be the type of mom you want to be, but that is not your only hobby, task, role, responsibility. If you are not taking care of yourself, you are not allowing yourself to be the best person you can be. And so, yeah, I 100% relate and love because when you stop trying to do everything, you can do anything.
1: Yep. And I think especially for like, at least speaking for myself, I became a mom so young, I never even had the opportunity to do anything for myself because I was pregnant by 17 and in charge of a tiny baby by the time I became an adult. And every single thing that I think I ever might have accomplished just got put away. Mm -hmm. And I was not only expecting myself to, but everybody else was expecting me to focus one hundred percent of my energy, time, thoughts, inner like motivation, all of it to being a mom. And the minute that I started doing anything for myself, everybody was like, uh and still to this day they still are. There is a handful of people in my life who do not agree with the fact that I travel more. They don't agree with the fact that I take time for myself. Um and like that's part of what I mean by I'm at a point where I don't care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't matter to me and anybody that doesn't understand why it is that i'm doing what i'm doing
0: that's their own issue do you think that the people pleasing that we suffer from and lots of people suffer mm-hmm. from this when you suffer from people pleasing do you think it finally just piles up to a to a place where you start to say i physically will not be around if I keep responding and pleasing every single one of you because we're taught from a very young age, like I was saying earlier today, to hug the aunt or the uncle that we really don't feel comfortable around, to smile and be nice to everybody, to always respond and a- even more so after the pandemic pandemic. It's like there's this expectation now that everybody's available because you have proven that life can exist only online in a virtual world. So now you are you are looked at and expected to always be available for anybody who has a thought, a question, an opinion, a need, a request, whatever it might be. It's just like this overwhelming feeling And I think for me personally, I finally just said, I'm fucking done. Like, where did it get me? I I have to look out for myself. I can no longer worry about if you're comfortable or not. It's all about if I'm comfortable and how this helps me be the best version of myself. That's what matters to me at the end of the day. And like I say over and over again, I do not hold on to you or look to you to make me happy. I am happy regardless, and I want to share my happiness with you. And if we can continue to grow and share our happiness together, I see a very vibrant future. But it is never my responsibility or your responsibility to keep me happy and keep me motivated. That falls on me.
1: Yeah, I agree with that completely. I think that in life, we're only really in charge of one person, and it's ourselves. And even sometimes I think to myself, like, you know, I don't, I don't have to worry about anybody else or their happiness or their acceptance, except to a degree, my children, other than my children and myself, anybody else, um, they come secondary, they come secondary to my mental health, they come secondary to my physical health, um, my energy and my time, all of it. Um, But I was going to bring up your voice with coming out as non-binary and how Mm -hmm. I think from where I'm standing I got to see that not from the very beginning of your thoughts behind it but from the very beginning of you coming out publicly with it and watching you grow with your ability to correct people to say hey this is who I am this is what I want to be addressed as like I watched you go from being really nervous to even like include it in your signature at work to now standing in a meeting and saying it in front of like a ton of people and requesting that people address you a certain way. And I'm super fucking proud of you because that's, I would shit my pants. <laughs> that's nerve wracking <laughs> to sit there and like in front of a ton of people that you've known for X amount of time that, you know, and say like, Hey, I'm tired of you messing it up. I'm tired of people not being respectful of it. I, I, want you to understand that this is important to me Mm -hmm.
0: yeah I think that I have the conversations enough in my head and I'm bothered enough by it um in certain situations that it is no longer a thing where I'm looking for people to read my mind or to um just be I don't know. I guess like I'm okay. Like I know who I am. At the end of the day, I know who I am. I know what my gender identity is, whether you want to agree with it or not. I know I know who I am. And that is the greatest feeling. However, in a world today in 2023, we should respect and understand pronouns and you should understand that it is a a spectrum and not everything is black and white. And when somebody tells you over and over again it's they them like understand and just you know um start using that it's super easy so it's not that i get excited to educate people or to share my every thought and request it's that i want people to understand that the journey that i'm on and So for me to keep coming out over and over and over again is sometimes very draining. Well, most of the time is very draining and very um, vulnerable and it's uncomfortable and it's people that I really don't feel the need to come out with to come out to, but I need them to understand who I am. And if I'm going to spend the majority of my time with certain people, then I feel like they should know because I would want to know if Pat was he, him, she, her, or they, them. I would want to know. Um, so I can make that person feel as comfortable as they can feel.
1: That also kind of goes hand in hand with what you were saying with coming out in general, where you have to continue to explain yourself. You have to continue to answer the questions or you continue to get asked at least. It's kind of the same with your situation right now. You do have to continue to tell people and educate people and remind people. And it's sometimes the same fucking people that you told from the very beginning, unfortunately, but um, it's repetition. And it's, it gets to a point where it's almost like um muscle memory. And you're just like, like today when we were live earlier and someone addressed you as, I think, I think they addressed you as she. Mm-hmm. And I just read the comment and just replaced it with, oh, they, and like, I didn't even, go into it i just immediately replaced it and it's almost it it just becomes this like well here we go again i guess i'm just gonna Mm -hmm.
0: educate again and sometimes it's just like a friendly you know it's not like i i want to put anybody down and be like you're so uneducated get with the times um it's not that it's just that if somebody was getting your name wrong you'd want them to know the the correct name you know at the end of the day and so it's uh it's an ongoing thing. But for me, finding my voice, it's really helped having a platform. Um, I like to talk. I've never um put myself out there as much as I have in the last couple years with being on TikTok. And I think that's really helped me gain my level of confidence and know that um that I do inspire people and that people respect me and trust me and value um me in a way of sharing my journey to help them understand theirs in some form or aspect. And I think that knowing all of that, it has encouraged me to not sit quiet and to speak up and to maybe inspire the next person to share their story and to share what makes them comfortable, because that's usually the case. If people feel safe and comfortable and you're able to communicate and share your needs, your boundaries, um all of it, then i think the other person can say, you know what, i feel this way and i'm i'm looking for this, you know? Mhm.
1: Yeah, i can only speak for myself, but i will say that it is the responses, the messages, the emails, the relationships that we have built with people who have openly told us, you're the reason that i was capable of doing this. You're the reason that i now i'm in this brand new blah 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 all of the responses and the changes that we have helped people make by like showing them that it's okay is the fuel that helps me continue to want to share my story on social media because honestly at this rate like sometimes it's fucking exhausting and it's a lot of repeating and um it's extremely vulnerable to put yourself out there and It really is. Um, That's what makes it worth it to me is how many people we impact and their ability to come to us and say, you are a huge reason as to why. And it's so rewarding.
0: Um, Okay, I want to end this with reading one last bit um, that I took. I actually took a screenshot of this and shared it with you. I was hoping you were going to read this. I almost want to print it out, put it in a frame and put it on my wall. Uh, (gasps) I'm going to read it. So it says, if love is seeing someone fully and allowing them to become more themselves, then attachment is seeing only yourself and needing someone to fill any emptiness you find in yourself and your life. Love is oxygen, attachment is suffocation. That's so fucking good.
1: (laughs) That one hits deep. When you sent that to me at work, I read it and I read it like, you know, like you would read anything. I quickly read it and I was like, wait, hold the fuck up. And I just remember I was like, I put everything down and I reread it. And I was like, damn, (laughs) like I think I had to read it three or four times to
0: really let it sink in. Yeah. It's intense. I love it. I love it. So I love it so much. And I am happy for all the people that have shared finding their voice, finding their courage and, um, ability to set boundaries and stand up for themselves, to recognize um, when it becomes a situation, when you do set boundaries and you upset people, you're not really upsetting people. It's actually that they were just taking something from you that is no longer of value. Like they can't, you know, they can't continue to gain something from it anymore. So it doesn't sit well with them. That's when you know you really needed the boundary. You really needed that boundary in place. And so keep, keep working on yourself and keep using your voice. Even if you're just standing in front of the mirror and talking to yourself or in the shower or in your car, start saying it out loud. I, I love talking to myself in my car actually, because I feel very safe. Um, You know, I'm in a small space, the only one in there. I know for a fact, nobody's listening to me and I can have a conversation with myself. Um, but yeah, um, I think I remember reading like an article or something or maybe it was a post on Instagram where it's like something to the effect of like use your voice, even if it shakes or quivers, it's still just as powerful. It does not matter how quiet or um, shaky it can get. Use your voice and keep keep using it and keep showing up for yourself because you're going to be able to do anything.
1: Yeah. Yeah. If you take anything away from this, I I think the biggest thing that, that I've learned is once you do start setting the boundaries, that's when you really give yourself the space to use your voice. And it's kind of like this continuous circle. You continue to use your voice, which allows you to continue to set more boundaries, which then in turn allows you to have a louder voice or a more impactful voice. And then that allows you to create even more boundaries. And it's just this like, protective circle that you kind of create around yourself and your confidence will just fucking skyrocket too and you'll realize that you are extremely capable of a lot of things that you might have spent your entire life telling yourself that you couldn't do.
0: Yep. Yep. Yeah, I'm thankful that um we can share our journey and continue to to see where it takes us because it's pretty fucking exciting. Yeah. Same. I'm proud of you i'm proud of you it's been a. Uh,
1: it's been quite the year it's been quite the year but for anybody listening um 2023 wasn't shit compared to what 2024 is about to be that's all i know y'all about to it's gonna I'm, be big we're about to blow your mind blow your whole mind yeah <laughs> and it's all we're gonna, we gonna blow your mind both of us and... have a fucking voice and we used it and we stood up for ourselves And we did create those boundaries and we worked towards what it was that we wanted. That's really what it is. So, if
0: we can do it, you can do it. Have boundaries, protect your energy, stand up for yourself, be a good person, and realize that everybody's going through shit. The world is not a pretty place, everybody is going through hard times. Whether you're making a shit ton of money or making no money, it doesn't matter. You're still going through hard times. I guarantee you're going through some shit. And if you're not, you're avoiding it. And, yeah, be fucking kind. Okay, you guys. Well, um, we love you. And until next time. Until next time. Meet, meet, meet. meet. You and me just get along. If you'd like to be a guest or join us backstage, DM us on Instagram at Fashion with the Late Lessons. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on an episode.